Welcome back, everyone, to the Wiser Money Show. I'm your host, Zach, alongside Ken. And I just want to jump into it because we left you with a little bit of a cliffhanger on the last episode saying that the biggest hangups for these goals and people that are setting these goals are the, the measurable aspect of it and the relevance aspect of it. So, Ken, I just want to see kind of or hear, I guess I should say, in your experience, why do you feel that the measurability of a goal and the relevance of a goal is the biggest hangup for anybody setting goals? Yeah, well, let's let's be realistic. If we're we're laying out smart, I people can set a specific goal. I want to have X number of dollars and I want to have it by a specific date, right? And then what they can do is they can say, is it really attainable? Oh, it might be attainable because there's business owners that go out there. And they say, I want to make so much money a month and I want to do it by this time. And they do it. Yep. And time bound, meaning that they want to set an actual date and time to get to that specific goal, right? Here's where I think most people fail. It's in the measurement and the relevance. So measurement means that it doesn't take a lot of work to measure it. So I'm going to go to some people that sit down and they use spreadsheets and they use journals and they use all this kind of stuff. And unfortunately, some people, when it comes to finances and goals, they don't even know how to measure it. Let me give you an example of that. A lot of people come to us to set up their business or improve the profitability of their business. And when I ask them some of the questions, such as what is your revenue growth been year over year, Y-O-Y, or trailing 12 months, TTT, right? They don't know. I'll say, well, where do you have that information? Well, my accountant keeps that. My bookkeeper keeps that in QuickBooks. Do you run those reports? No. Can you tell me what has been the increase or decrease on the amount of inventory costs or carry costs divided into your, your revenue? Do you know what your price per unit is in the turnover period of time? These are like measurement items. Do you know what your tax per dollar of revenue has been? And again, year over year, tra trailing 12 months. Why do we want to do that? We want to look at calendar year if you're filing taxes, or we want to look at what's it been from this month to 12 back. So those are measurement items. Measurement items can get into um, all kinds of what your goal is. Now, if I said to somebody, let's say on the personal side, on the personal side, and I can say, what is your exact expense ratio on your investments? Now, not on a month by month or year by year basis, but if I took trailing 12, trailing 60 months and trailing 120 months, can you tell me what your risk number has been? No, see, these are measurable items that in order to get to your goals, you gotta have a way to measure it. And a lot of times people just don't know how to measure it. I think, I think it's funny because we were talking on the previous episode about um, hope is not a strategy. Like no. you can't just hope that everything will work out. That's, that's not really creating that goal. And what you're saying kind of makes me think that a lot of these people that you're meeting with are hoping that their accountant is doing everything they need to be done, or they're hoping that their financial advisor is making sure that their risk number is is right for where they need to be or or whatever that is. And I think it's very important that if you don't know this information, it's very hard to move and achieve that goal because you don't even know where to start. You know, and, and I have to tell you, I am 
I always strive. I know people will laugh at me. I always strive for the highest level of laziness. <laughs> and what I mean by when I say that is I don't want to manually do something that a robot can do for me because I have other things that I can focus on. So if I, if I configure my system, my AI, my technology, that it's going to produce those numbers for me. So let me give you an example. Let's say that you are a ship captain and this is how most people operate their businesses and they operate their personal finances. And you're taking a freighter ship from Miami to Spain and you have to cross a very treacherous Atlantic Ocean. Mm -hmm. So can you imagine on that big of a ship, the captain running out to the bow, using a little compass, putting... <laughs> putting one of those buoys in the water to measure uh, speed and then sitting there and trying to compute it. No, because you can't drive the ship. Right. And this is where if you're a business owner, you fail when you sit there and say, well, my accountant's doing this. My bookkeeper's doing this. Um, or I have all those reports available in QuickBooks. Yeah, but they're not automated to come out to you in a version that you can see exactly where your GPS is going. If you're an individual trying to accumulate wealth, trying to retire, set up distribution, are you going to be retired or are you going to be sitting there doing a spreadsheet of all your numbers every single day to measure? So right. what I say strive for the highest level of laziness means is use the tools. My gosh, I have people that literally think they're still in the 1990s. They use spreadsheets for things. And sorry, but there is automated AI out there that can do all of this and give it to me in a dashboard. So the smart ship captain basically has a GPS that's connected to his boat. He set, sets in autopilot. And the yep. only time that that autopilot is changed is if there's a hurricane, maybe high winds, maybe a breakdown, but they do, can do adjustments. But his job is to get it from point A to point B in the most efficient way possible, the least amount of time, the least amount of fuel. Your job as an owner of a business or the operator of a business or, and if you, listen, some people go, well, that's not me. I've been an engineer for 30 years at Boeing and I'm going to retire and I got a lump sum of money. You're still an owner of a, of a business. I wrote in a book back in 2016 called Total Retirement Freedom. And I talked about this concept of you Inc. You mm -hmm. Inc. means you're a company, whether you like it or not. You have sales. Sales are what? Sales are what you make on your money. You have inventory and assets. That's your assets. You have expenses. You, you operate the same way as a business does. You just operate in a different realm than physical, the definition of revenue and expense and inventory and carry forward and you know cash versus accrual accounting. It's the same concept. You got to right. be able to measure those items to improve and get to where you want to go. So yeah, smart goals are, are great because you can be specific, but if you don't have a simple automated way to measure it, you can get off track very easily. You know what I find most people do is business owners are too busy running their business. I'll say, what about these numbers? Yeah, they're somewhere. Well, where? Well, I think my bookkeeper has them or they're in QuickBooks. Are they in front of you every 30 days? No. Well, then why don't you have them? Well, I don't have the time to go digging them and putting reports together. How do you know how you're doing? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's the key of, I think, why smart goals fail is because there is no automated system of measurement, right? 
Um, the last one is relevance. And I want to delve into relevance because I've done this myself. And I have to admit, it is one of the biggest and, and fastest ways to fail. I'll give you a couple examples of my own failures so that it makes sense. So <clears throat> starting at 18, I started accumulating real estate. And very shortly, I had over 60 units. Because back then, I read the fastest way to wealth is accumulating real estate. However, I never used the relevance and really walked through my life as I as it would be being a landlord. Right. And so after... No one does. <laughs> no one does, right? So after a few years, I'm getting... You know, I had three buildings burned down. Uh, one of them was arson. One tenant tried to kill another tenant. I had nine people that were working for me in all these units. So you get to a bell curve and all of a sudden you got to hire people to do the things you don't want to do. But then there's not enough of a delta of a profit margin to actually make any money. So then you're always catching up on the things that they can't do. So, you know, if somebody tries to flush a beer can down a toilet at, you know, one o'clock in the morning and there's gallons of water coming into the lower units, that's you. When yeah. somebody lights a house on fire and we are, I was on vacation halfway around the world and I had to jump on an emergency flight to come back because arson and people and the police want to talk to me. Because you owned it. That's right. So these are the these are the kinds of things that you got to walk through what it looks like if you get your goal. Positive and negative. What most people go is, well, I'm going to get wealthy and I'm going to be sitting on some yacht like some YouTube influencer and people are going to be taking care of me all day long. Oh, it doesn't work like that. Right. Or I'm going to become a celebrity. Right. And so it was funny because I just thought of this this morning, like they had Taylor Swift just arrive at some sports event and she was going to go out there and do a concert. Oh, she, oh wait, you don't, you don't know about this whole Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey football. Every, uh, you're, you live under a rock. I do. I do. <laughs> hey, listen, if it's, the not financial, if it's not financial or tax news, I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> um, so all I see is because uh, I'm doing cardio at the gym and TV and all I see is all these people around her putting microphones in front of her. She looks haggard. And I'm like, I don't care how much money you make. That is not a life I would want. Right. Right. So you got to walk yourself through the relevance of that goal. If you say, hey, I want to build a business to X. Um, oh, let me go back. So to make a long story short, after a few years of just being pulling my hair out, and honestly, <clears throat> I probably would have rather walked across broken glass and bare feet than ever run another rental unit again. So as, as this is all happening, I said, you know, I just went out. Well then, you know, I did it again. We started a movie production studio in LA. And I was like, you know, I am good at organizing and project management and production and these kinds of things. And, you know, I've always been just into cinema. Um, a client of mine there asked me to participate in a production. I was like, this is a lot of fun. Right. And what I found out was there is so much going on and so much risk versus the amount of return and so many delays. I'm not a guy that just sits there and can wait for six hours for something for them to set lighting. Right. 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 
So these are the kinds of things that you got to walk through the relevance of what it would be if you got to that goal. I had another goal. Great example is this. In 2014, I had a retirement goal. And I failed at my own relevance because I thought, okay, uh, I'm going to sell my firm. And I did. Set for life. Never needed to work another day in my life. Freaking drove myself nuts. Right? I'm sitting there going, yeah, you know, you, you go out and you go, okay, I'm going to hang out with friends. All my friends are working. Well, I'm going to travel. Okay, so how much am I going to travel? Right. So I'm going to stay at home. I'm not one to sit at home. So like, what is the relevance of if you get to that goal? Do you really have a plan that you are really looking forward to? Or is it, I want to retire. I want X millions of dollars. I want this. I want that. But what are you going to do? You got to literally put yourself in like a little time machine and go five years, 10 years, 15 years. What does life look like? Then you backtrack into that goal and say, is this really what I want? Am I going to sacrifice my soul? Am I going to sacrifice my time, my sleep, my time with my kids? Is it going to get me so stressed out that I'm angry at everybody because I'm so stressed out? You got to walk through that and really understand that. So I love the idea of setting the SMART goals, but I think that there are some failure points that people don't adhere to. Oh, I got this specific goal. Yep, it's attainable over this period of time. Yep, I can set uh, a goal in, in these milestones to get to it. But in that road trip, there's no measurement and there's no advanced thinking of the relevance. So they don't get to their goals. And then what they say is goal setting doesn't work or that stupid, you know, what, you know, the, I don't know, uh, new world goal setting, like life coaching kind of junk, yeah. right? Doesn't work. Well, it does work. Because time tested over thousands of years and, you know, Andrew Carnegie is probably the greatest example if you read that book, um, Think and Grow Rich, on how goal setting really does work. But there's a system to follow to do it. Like baking a cake. You leave a couple ingredients out, it's going to taste bad. Yeah. Okay. That's not something. Not good. So I think what I want to do is when we come back for the next episode, um, Let's talk about a couple things that we can define in our goals before we set this foundation, whether it's starting a business, improving or selling a business, or even as simple as just setting a retirement plan if you're not, if you don't own a business. Awesome. So that's what we will do. Thank you all for joining. We will see you on the next episode. Okay. Good one. See ya.